1: Welcome back everybody, episode 117 of Vashik International, the Black Eagles podcast. I am your host, Ford, and coming at you live from New York City, as always, and with me again is everyone's favorite co-host, Ebron Ackman. How you doing, sir? I'm
0: doing all right. How are you?
1: Uh, yeah, I was very like it was, it was very uh, excited intro, and, and I suppose I'm supposed to be somber and whatnot. Um, all right, let me let me readjust myself here. Yeah, this is the. I guess I'm not so good uh, on reflection. Um, I mean, you know, whatever. Monday night here in New York City, uh, already kind of a weird time to be thinking about a football match, uh, especially since we have another one on Thursday. Poorly scheduled by the uh, Super League, but I guess considering their systemic issues, that's the least of our concern at the moment. Um, of course, we have a big match to talk about today. We, we played on the road in Kai City. Uh, and beyond that, there's not much else to talk about. We do have a match midweek, so we'll be back again soon. Um, so we don't want to spend too much time dilly-dallying. Uh, there is, of course, some news re uh, foreign limits, foreign limitations. Speaking of the Super League and the TFF and all that, but uh, first, let's deal with the issue at hand. We have to talk about a match against Kayserispor. Evran Akman, what do you think? Uh, so we're going into this match in a, in a, in a great position, aren't we? Tell us. Give us the review of what brought us up, yeah. you know, of what happened to this weekend co- coming into this match.
0: So, I think we both were hoping that uh, the teams in third and fourth place, Sivaz and would drop points, and they did. Gala fell to Trabs on Sport 3 one and Sivaz uh, tied 0-0 zero, zero in Kasimpasha. So uh, look, going into it, if we won, we were looking to pass Gala, move into fourth place for the first time in, like, forever and be just one point behind Sivas. So, a lot was at stake today.
1: Yeah, everything went our way. I mean, relatively, right? Sivas could have lost rather than drawing, you know, whatever. But nonetheless, things were looking great. Uh, We had the chance to pass Galatasaray and and come within a point of Sivas. Really uh, start breathing down their necks. and so yeah we're, we're coming up against kai city sport and now everyone I'll, I'll, once again i'll hand you the mic kai city sport is sort of uh in a dog fight for relegation or to just stay out of the relegation zone rather that uh tell us a little bit about where they are coming into this match.
0: yeah so they were like the bottom for most of the season but they've had a good run of form and uh since the restart their only loss was like a last minute heartbreaker to 10-man Fenerbahce, who managed to score two goals in two minutes to you know, snatch the win. But they already beat Sivas last week, I guess that be beforehand. Um, so they're coming in pretty good, but just missing their star player, Bernard Mensa for suspension. Um, we
1: supposedly supposed they, they hadn't lost. Uh, they, w- without him, they hadn't won in their six chances. No yeah,
0: things. but with a the win, they would make it out of their, their relegation zone, having been bottom for most of the uh, So pretty big game. For them and for us.
1: Yes, um, and so that is that. That's a good, I think, intro for for what brought us uh, into this match. Sorry, I'm in the wrong. Uh, there we go. Um, and so, yeah, let's like with with all of that said, I think we should probably talk a little bit about the lineups. And so, there's probably going to be some controversy. Uh, as far as how that goes, now, three defensive midfielders, Sergen Yalcin. So first of all, erison started in the goal, Gokan Gorul, Dumagos Vida, Victor Ruiz, Ridvan Yilmaz, you know, going across the defense. No surprises. But in the midfield, we, we saw Atiba Hutchinson, Mohamed Elneny, and Nejip Uysal all starting somehow. So three central defensive midfielders with Lenz and diaby on the wing on the left side with uh Burak up front naturally um everyone <laughs> what do you say about that
0: um i think everyone who saw this lineup was like what the hell why why, why would you do that um diaby um, on the wing
1: some of the crazier Najib. folks in the group <laughs> chat were like this is a you know sergey elton's been paid off to lose this one I mean, yikes, okay, let's relax. But yeah, I mean, that's how bad the lineup was, that it could it could enable those kinds of people. To... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, everyone.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, Diaby yeah, as a winger, um, the thing I've voiced, I think he's terrible on the wing. You um, see, you know, just tight spaces, close control, taking men on one-on-one is just really not his thing. Um, Nedjip is, you know, a limited footballer and El Nenny doesn't have a creative bone in his body, apparently. Um, so just, that's just is not what I would like to have seen, especially with Boateng on the bench. It's not. I mean, I know with Lai out with Corona still, it's not like we don't have any other options. So I not really understand that
1: decision. Um, yeah, I think when huh. – diaby is not a winger let's just like we've that's that's uh that's a Tosh international black eagles podcast official uh hot take diaby is not a winger he does not belong on the wing and so to try him out on the left wing um for the first time that that was a dodgy decision i think we could all agree um especially with including healthy uh Whatever, uh, or even John Eyre, I guess. If you know, since apparently we're not hesitating to play him at some point. Um, but anyway, so yeah, weird, weird decisions, tactically speaking. You really have to question three central defensive midfielders coming out there in a match against a team in the relegation zone. You know, uh, surely yes. You know they're coming with some heat and some passion, but uh, you also have to expect that you're a significantly better side and you have to sort of play up to that to some extent. So playing with three defensive midfielders feels like you're kind of seeding them something before you even start playing. Uh, which I did not like. Um, yeah. Anything else to say about that, everyone, or shall we move on?
0: Nothing much.
1: Anything to say about uh, Kaiser's lineup?
0: Yeah, I mean, they shuffled around a little bit. uh you know, Mensa was out, and then one of their center backs got hurt, so they switched back to like a back forward. And uh, just filled in for the Mensa role, and then they brought in, you know, the former, not Wonder Kid, but player that we had once had hope for for the national team, Enver Drink Shaheen, uh, on the wing. So it was mostly what we expected, though.
1: How old is uh, Enver Drink Shaheen now?
0: He's still just 25. He was in the same group with Kerim Fry and Chalhano in that U-20 World Cup that Turkey hosted yeah, that. back in the day. And uh, Okayo Kushlo
1: also was in that group. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say Okayo Kushlo And also, wasn't uh, Chayla as well?
0: Chayla was not in that squad that I remember. I
1: thought he was.
0: I believe he's a year or two younger
1: than that. I thought he like emerged then. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, anyway. Yeah. <sighs> But so again, right? You'd think on paper we have a much more talented, uh, expensive, renowned side, so we should be okay, uh, despite maybe them being hungry or whatever. And on pretty decent form, obviously. But um, yeah, so let's talk about this match. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I don't know. I mean, so yeah, early on, what what do you think, everyone? I think I think it's fairly back and forth. I think it takes us again as it always does a little time for us to get comfortable out there but uh, and and they have a couple you know nervy counterattacks, I you could say but yeah I think like
0: right in the first minute they hit the the bar from outside the box Um, but other than that they didn't really have too many chances (laughs) you know outside of that you know they got real close right in the beginning but we really looked just kind of shoddy for i would say about 20 minutes
1: yeah and like we always showed um or i don't know if we showed weakness on their counters or if they showed strength on their counters. but they they showed that they were like capable of springing something when when we gave them a space to do it but after about 20 minutes it really felt like we realized that that's what they were doing uh we had guys with the technical proficiency like Victor Ruiz and whatever who can kind of just like okay this is what they're going to do so then they cut out these passes a little more aggressively you know and we were we, we seemed fine I, I, again about 20 25 minutes in i think we started to dominate this match uh but there was nothing no moments in the official timeline in the first half which is which is kind of wild to me with that said i think Lung, their keeper had probably three good saves, two sort of typical saves, you know. But but he he was really under pressure in that first half.
0: Yeah, I think it was like out of nowhere. Uh, we kind of had like a flurry of chances. It started with Diaby. Um, Len, I think it was about the twenty-first minute. Yeah, twenty-first minute. Lens putting like a really good cross. You know, not typical, I guess. But uh, Diaby's by himself at the poundy spot. Um not the greatest header uh, basically if he placed it well it's a certain goal but put it too close to the goalie we get a corner a couple more half chances after that uh, six minutes later Atiba had a great chance another cross from Lenz. Um Lung just made like an, like an outrageous save it was kind of like you know when they hit it back across the keeper as the keeper ran across he reached back and palmed it out and then we just kept creating chances Burak missed I don't know how many chances in that first half I think three um
1: yeah maybe
0: two very poorly um that's like though he had one like an easy shot and he just kind of like poked it
1: I had four um, <laughs> but I think one of them yeah. was like you know he, I thought he could have put in more effort but it was sort of more questionable yeah,
0: but he had two one that he really had to have scored and he screwed it up one that was a good chance and then he had one really good header right at the end of the half that um Lung made like an outstanding save that was almost in the top corner and i think that was basically all the first half
1: yeah yeah and we we are again we're dominant i think we have something like almost 70 percent of the ball at that point you know things are looking good but again you're not feeling too great about the fact we haven't scored yet in that this lung fella seems to be having a match of his life um Halftime, nil-nil, no subs made. Now that's questionable. Uh, I think you could sort of. There are a few guys underperforming to this point. I'm um, looking. Yeah, at I you. think
0: one sub should have been made at halftime. That was kind of my take.
1: Who? Who are you? Who are you gonna say?
0: Um. Uh, for me, it was either Diaby, yes, exactly. Nejip, or Al One of those. One of that trio should have came out. Was he had two main defensive mids on it and Diaby? Was exactly.
1: Just yeah. No. I. I you're torn up left and right. You're torn between the need to uh, take off one of those defensive midfielders and just like state your intent, right? Uh, but also, yeah, you're right because Diaby was so poor, especially, uh, and because Nkudu is a guy you can put on and you can immediately sort of change the tempo of a match. Yeah. I think uh, Diaby. For Nkudu would have probably been my sub at the half uh,
0: yeah also i thought maybe boating to give us a proper 10 one of those two my, my pick to come i up. would
1: have put two i would have made two subs um even though we didn't like we weren't losing or anything but i think you still have to sort of like you have to kind of put the fire under those guys because it's it's clear to me that we're in a tenuous position there where they could, they, you know, it's it's the Super League. Anyone can do anything at any moment. This is the football. So, uh, <clears throat> anyway, um, no subs made, on the other hand, but one or two was not the debate for Sagan and Yeltsin, apparently. <laughs> uh, 47th minute, Diaby gets himself a yellow card. Diaby came out really poor, honestly, like, yeah, he was worse. even
0: worse in the second half. Yeah, um, <laughs> the first half he just wasted everything. The second half he didn't get into position to even waste it.
1: And I will say, as a kind of honorable mention, of that uh, Nedjip was surprisingly decent in the first half, but he trailed up. Uh, from yeah, from somehow Lucas he got tired
0: yeah. at the start of the second half. Like he got a mean? break and looked
1: even cast. He, <laughs> he looked worse. Yeah, I don't know. Who's uh, trying to exercise in the hallway too wide Uh Anyway, fifty-first <laughs> minute, just a few minutes after the other card, the first goal is scored in the match, and this was criminal. It's criminal that Besiktas did not score the first goal because they were. This was truly against the run of play. Uh, but let Got me hand nowhere, it to yeah. you, man. Fifty-first minute, had that had that go? Yeah, we were
0: pretty comfortable in possession uh, playing him along the back and uh, in our own third Mm -hmm. Uh, ball came to Ridvan Um, the whole sideline was open uh, but for some reason he just turned back inside towards our own goal and like right into the Kaiser player I guess he didn't check over his shoulder I I can't tell you why he would do that but basically just gave it right to Embeck and Shaheen
1: he really, I you got it. I think he was trying to be sneaky. I think he thought, oh, I'm gonna be yeah. clever here, and the, the guy was but like,
0: like oh, he, okay, thanks. It was literally right to him. Like, the it wasn't like he tackled him. He literally just turned right into uh, to, to the uh, the winger, um, and he had loads of space. If he just kept like the ball's momentum, it just didn't really make sense. But with that, he just took the ball, ran at Vita and Vita didn't really like commit either way just kind of like held his ground and he just laid it off to Hassan See, He was, um, you know, threw on goal, slotted the ball into the bottom corner. That was one zero.
1: Yeah, I don't want to put blame on anyone but Ridvon on that one. I
0: yeah, that was Ridvon's fault. That You can't really.
1: Uh, Once you've got a guy like the ball in front of the goal with like the space to pass. I mean, yeah, it was just, that was a disaster.
0: I think Vita could have done better. Um, I think, you know, for an experienced defender, but in the end, you can't lose the ball like that in that position, basically needlessly.
1: Some boo-boys, uh, boo, boo boys, we could call them, uh, wanted to, to blame Erson for that goal. Saying he should put no. a it with his <laughs> foot or something. I, again, like, I don't think, when, when you're, once you've, you're in a one-on-one, one-on-one position and you have a guy with a professional footballer on the other end, yeah, I don't. I don't think you can hope for much more than a goal. Um. Fifty-third minute yellow card for Enver Shaheen, who actually did play fairly well, though. Expect like that. Uh, sixty-second minute. Um, we we finally got some yeah. subs and.
0: I think I was. I think it should have happened two minutes after the goal. Once that that goal came in, everything was flat. I think that those subs were about five, seven minutes they
1: got least, but. That's just my opinion. Well, and like we were just talking about how they should have been subs to half, so they're, yeah. they're super late in that regard. But uh, yeah, 60 second minute. Janer Erkin comes in for Ridvan Yilmaz, which certainly that's not the the, the kind of confidence boosting move you make as a, as a yeah. manager, uh, which you kind of almost want him to make since Ridvan has played fairly well up to today. Uh, Nkudu comes in for Lens, I think. Kudu coming in is absolutely the right move, but for Lens, that was a shockingly yeah. bad decision. I think that to this point, Lens is all the best Yabi
0: Could have been the one to come out,
1: absolutely. especially
0: Lens can actually cross a little bit.
1: And Not he's like having a nine, good match,
0: my boy it, putters, uh, no, but uh, yeah, he can actually cross. Up <laughs>
1: to this point, he's the only one creating chances for us, he's putting in effort. He and Atipa and like Gokhan Gunnar are the only guys that look really, Showing up and making an effort. Jeremy Lenz even comes up and makes a good defensive stop at some point. So I yeah. I thought that was a terrible decision. And then Boateng for Nejip, fine. That's, that's actually the, exactly the move. He should have made yep, a halftime. Yeah. Um, Probably, yeah. But so, yeah, one for three is not a good uh, record for subs as far as uh, how we judge them. But That's how it is, I guess. Um, Sixty-eighth minute, they make a sub, taking out. uh, Was it Paulo Henrique? Pedro. Pedro Henrique. Uh, He was injured, I think. But uh, Situm comes into the match. Uh, Another striker. He's Croatian. What's his deal? How old is he? Mm. Twenty-eight.
0: Same nationality as the uh, the coach, I believe. Yeah, Prosenets.
1: Well, and so, 74th minute, the, the clouds parked for a moment. Boateng with a lovely ball uh, to, to Atiba Hutchinson, who puts it away. Who else, right, besides Atiba, to give us a moment of hope? Uh, tell yeah. us what happened there. Um, I think it was a, a corner
0: that came back out. Uncudu kind of slotted it back in to, like, the middle. Tavita, who laid it off to Boateng. We just did a first time. One of those nice, you know, grass-cutting balls that just curled perfectly. It looked like Taburak. Burak. Burak j- just was beyond him as he slid through. And then in comes this, you know, this flying at the back post, just slides in. You know, more awake than Defender. Just wanted it more type goal. It wasn't like it was a, an excellent finish. He just had to get there, anticipate better than Defender. You know, the 37-year-old Zatiba was wide awake at the back post, which I think is all you can ask for from your uh, <laughs> your experienced players.
1: Yeah, it's a veteran-savvy move right there, but yeah. Um, and so for a minute, it looks like, okay, we're, we're back. 78th minute, Rianstra comes in for, for Cenk Chai. And, uh, but that's when things would sort of, as they say, things fall apart. Uh, Indeed, in, in the 83rd minute, Uh, Bad timing, because you know this is a point where we think we're pressing for that game winner, and uh, instead, what happened, sir?
0: Um, yeah. So Kaiser took like a free kick, like before the ref's whistle, they scored. Um, Instead of giving the the referee was like, "No, you got to wait," and didn't give the player a card. And the official reasoning
1: was that he had asked Arison to move his water bottle, which I think was
0: yeah. but then, so right away he goes, was so saying, Ajay takes the free kick again, and it was kind of, you've seen uh, the Champions League goal. Uh, it was Ajax versus Real Madrid. La Sashona, that kind of like that sideline free kick that like, dips high into the corner. That That's exactly what he did. Um, not quite as well-placed, um, but it was still very close to the top corner. I'll um, say, Ederson kind of like took a step out like he was expecting to cross. And then yeah. it was not across, and then he was caught a little bit out. So I think if you anticipated that shot, it was one of those ones that would have looked like an excellent save if he could have tipped over. But instead, um, I think it will be kind of chalked down as you know not a good goal to concede. I don't think it's fair to say it's like a absolute howler, like you know from what we used to see from like Carius. But at the same time, I think he does bear at least you know responsibility for not being in the best position possible.
1: He, uh, his first step, he takes a gamble, and he says, I'm going to go in and punch this ball out of the box. Like, I'm going to clear out what he thinks is a cross. Uh, And that's the wrong decision. It turns out this guy's taking a shot. Um, This guy who, you know, he has three goals this season, two of them against us today. I was joking with... with, uh, Evron before the episode. uh, He must have been bitten by a radioactive coronavirus bat or something uh, that turned him into a professional footballer because apparently this guy is now good. He looked really solid. He was at one point just dribbling around our entire team before Boateng decided he had to foul him and just wake up the rest of the team. Guys, just stop this guy. Get him off the ball. Uh, But so, yeah, Achar... Hussein our, I guess, uh, might be a talent. Twenty-five years old. Um, you want to piggyback on that, or shall we move on?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't really remember him too much in the first half. Uh, former second and third division player, but I could definitely tell once he scored that goal, uh, he was feeling himself. He was, you know, dribbling everyone, doing moves, shooting from the sideline. Um, you
1: know, I felt like I think yeah, as a yeah. player
0: myself, I can say, you know, when you score a goal, it, it just kind of changes your mood. And then when you score another goal like that, it's over, you know. It's, no one can talk to you, and he was definitely having one of those
1: dates. And just two really good goals, too, you know. Neither one of them was, yeah. like, a fluke. So credit to him, I guess. The kid's got some, got some finishing ability, it turns out. See if he can turn that into something, but uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if someone spends a little money on him this summer in Turkey. And then like that blows up, Because <laughs> whatever, we'll see. Uh, substitution in the 84th minute as a response.
0: Yeah, immediate response.
1: Then <laughs> Yelchin comes in for Diaby. Uh, uh, and then 86th minute, boom. <laughs> they score a goal because Guven yeah, Yelchin is keeping him stuff Guven Yelchin keeps his man onside after losing the ball he tracks back and then keeps the man that that scores the goal onside trying to trying to defend the ball against the guy who put the ball off of him um, so it's another yeah. Guven Yelchin spectacular uh, tell us how, tell us um, about the goal Kravets.
0: yeah you, you, you've got it pretty good it was a Clean through breakaway down the left side, because um Juven runs all the way back, I think the the normal person would have realized it's bad and just you know there's a reason why you see pro just hacking players down from behind, um, yeah. unless it's Quaresma when they're angry is usually because it's like you know we don't want them to score like, Damn it, we I don't want them to, score. to
1: sacrifice yeah.
0: Play let me just take one for the team. Guven just chases back. I mean, back kind like of like, a, like, like a what a I was just year. saying, like
1: Boateng does with Hussein Achara there, and it's yeah, not because like, he doesn't do anything too bad there, but you know, just say, look guys, you take one for the team yeah. and accept a foul when you're, you know.
0: And I think we, we've seen it before, Guven cannot defend. Uh, it reminds me a lot of the Malatia game this one, and uh, drops all the way back. To, I think he was two yards past all the defenders, Kravitz, but so was, uh, so
1: was
0: Guven <laughs> Mr. Guven. Guven. So yeah, three three one. I think some people might say that oh, Arsen should have saved it. But uh, I mean, if you're gonna leave your goalie high and dry like that, um, I don't think we're at the stage to say like you know I expect their goalie to be bailing us out.
1: And he actually had bailed like, us out a couple of times in the first half. Previously,
0: yeah, he did make one excellent save, like a double save off a one on one.
1: Yeah. Um... But so, yeah, a couple of substitutions. Axel Akhtash comes in. Is it Axel? I think it is. Um, yeah. Emre Tash comes in for, for Lopez. Lopes. Uh, but yeah, besides that, nothing really happens. That's it for the match. It ends with Kai continuing their streak of breaking our hearts in Kai City. Uh, I'm
0: sick of that. <laughs>
1: yeah i was all like one of like one of our really negative guys in the group chat was like they do this every time and we always get beaten and i was like screw the past it doesn't matter and it doesn't that we didn't lose today because we lost last season of the year before we lost today because our players played like crap (laughs) frankly and because also uh, our manager decided to play a really weird team, Three defensive midfielders, and then uh, compounding it with uh, four bad substitu no three bad substitutions out of four, I think, or maybe four out of five. I don't even. But also
0: knows we haven't won in Kaiseri since uh, Abubakar was starting against them, and uh, Omer Shishmanolo scored the winner. Um, that gives you context for how long ago that was.
1: The Shishmanolo. I wish. I wish we had him still. <laughs> Um, so where do we go with this man alright let's 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 move on to statistics first before we go on to the table and fixtures and the super league and the ramifications so uh, you man are the stat guy tell us what you got
0: yes I don't have my
1: advanced stats
0: today due to the, uh, the timing of the game and the episode but uh, I will give you the, the basic stats this uh, has had about 65% possession overall in the game um, 12 chances to nine, um, or 12, 20 chances and 12 shots to nine. Um, all in all, this has stuff be creating more chances. And I mean, basically we, they just, they just blew the game. Let's just, let's just be honest. The goal, the first goal we conceded was not a created chance. It was given away. The second goal was a shot from the sideline. And the third goal was just pure stupidity, um, from the Alcic. Um, um. I guess if you want to look a little bit deeper, each team won 58 duels. Interestingly, Bish attempted 27 dribbles and only conceded 12, which is like a 40% success rate, which is not great, I think, you know. Especially when you have players like Nedjip, dribbling players. <laughs> we had basically Nedjip and Atiba as our, mi- or our primary dribbling, which is. Not always, you know, what you would hope for like, until <laughs> players like Kudu or you know, what we've been used to in the past.
1: That's a very diplomatic way. Uh, not always what you hope for. Yeah, uh, indeed, that's certainly not what you. Maybe not ever what you hope for. This
0: has also had a bad, uh, you know, the tackle ratio for the team was very poor. Um, we won less aerials, less interceptions. So just in, and our goalie made one save, and their goalie or. Guess two saves. Uh, they only made seven saves. So uh, Mr. Lung Jr. had a good game. Um, yeah. If you look at individually, Atiba was our highest rated player, I guess, according to I think Kevin Prince Boateng came in and played pretty good. Uh, Lens was pretty good. I think, L- think Lens
1: probably would have been our highest rated player if he hadn't been taken yeah. off. Like in the first L- round, and L- the, L- was, what is the doing?
0: Doesn't pass the ball forward. That's, that's my, my thing. It's 96% passing accuracy, though. Which I, I don't really think, like, for example, Redbound had 100% pass accuracy, which I don't really think means much.
1: Yeah, it still just means
0: you're playing your passes safely. Uh, I'm not. We don't have, like, advanced stats, but, like, there's stats that track, like, how many, like, your passes a player makes lead to goals. Players like El Nenny and Ridvan would be very low or lead to shots um, if they just don't make forward passes. So I think it's that's one of the stats I'll say to ignore a little bit is accuracy for certain players is that's part of the reason I don't rate El It's Ninety-six percent means nothing
1: to me. But so, are you saying that he's like your what? your low light for the match today is El Um,
0: mm, pff, he, he's one he's one of three, probably.
1: Yeah. Wow. I would say yeah. El for me well, was more of a just like. <laughs> Meh, whatever. Like kind of typical game where he didn't assert himself. Offensively. I think
0: Carthal would have done better. That's just my opinion. Uh,
1: yeah, I, you could probably argue that he would have done better than like Nejib first. Before he would have done better than, and then he at least.
0: Carthal passes the ball forward,
1: though. No, I just mean you know I would have rather had Nejib come out before, and then yeah,
0: I don't know why Nejib only really played to be.
1: Yeah, he's with. the one. Yeah, I mean we, we we really yeah, I mean I I have no words for that, honestly. I I really for me the the the, the, the person who needs the spotlight as far as like the, the negative spotlight would have to be Sergei Nyalchin today, who made a terrible decision um you know, at every point where he was given the opportunity to make a decision, honestly. Um
0: Yeah, this this is Kind of like the same conversation we had on the Antalya game where we lost and he picked a garbage lineup, but we still should have won. Exactly. You look at yeah, the exactly. total like statistical uh, breakdown, and I think that's why I wasn't too excited last week. Well, and it's I'm not sure if it came off, but I was kind of like, yeah, we won, but that's just because we got the goal, you know. But that's like you know. And I think today's game, Burak played kind of poorly. Let's be honest, and we didn't get that goal. And everything fell apart. Between yeah. like we got two goals right before half. I would so say, I yeah, I to, would say Burak had a difference. worse
1: game than Al I think Burak's game was worse than Al And for me, the worst game today is probably Diaby. Diaby had the worst match, I think.
0: Diaby was quite poor. Uh,
1: and yeah. then Burak was terrible.
0: Guven. Was Guven, just Guven
1: Yelchin was a, horrible. The scientist.
0: Put the hatchet, you know, hammer the game. Made sure we lose.
1: Yeah, and then he honestly, even, honestly,
0: like, I would the rather ball. just play with the man down sometimes than have you been on. That's that's how bad it's got. See
1: him to come out on the wing was just like, oh, God, that's it. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> who else played poorly? Obviously, Vidvan had a pretty bad match. With, uh, you got to be honest. Yeah, wasn't
0: his greatest. Yeah,
1: Arison didn't have a good um, match, but I, I would still argue it's not really his fault. You, you can't put. Any keeper in those positions, the same way that I always defended Karius, uh, and that I defended Fabry in the beginning when people were on his back, I'll I'll defend. uh, I'll defend this kid, you know. Like, no, you can't put any keeper in that position.
0: To put it in contrast, I think Burak has more to blame than Erson.
1: Um, Oh yeah, hundred percent.
0: I think, especially the chances, like one of those chances Burak missed, where he just had to shoot it, and then he was like. He, he like you could see like he changed his mind he's gonna trap it and instead he just kind of like let it hit his foot and it rolled to the keeper but it was a 100 goal chance um and then he was just awful and he building. didn't
1: even look hungry you know and that's what killed me today yeah. what makes me want to give him the low light it's not that he necessarily had the worst match technically it's that he, this was the match where he needed to take the team onto his shoulders he was the sort of prolific he's- talent up front with liaic out and, uh, you know, playing someone else on the wing again, sort of playing around with the midfield, as as uh, Sargan decided to do. This was really a match that Burak Yilmaz, much like the last match, he had to take this team on his shoulders. And he did- To be honest,
0: in the second half, I didn't notice he was playing until like the 58th. I,
1: same, I, I thought maybe he'd been taking on that first round of subs. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe Lenz had been out I mean, there, there was... or something. Um, but yeah, no, sure enough. But so, yeah, I think, I mean, I I think that pretty much covers it, because we, we've said our our, our highlights are yeah. Activa.
0: Also, another fun s- stat I didn't do for Diaby, he attempted six dribbles and completed zero.
1: <laughs> I mean.
0: <laughs> Which is, in case you didn't know, that's horrendous. I, like, that's I'm not even surprised. He
1: really, like.
0: <sighs> Nejip. Completed two out of his three dribbles.
1: Yeah, I mean he was surprisingly good, honestly. Uh, I, I almost would have given him the highlight. Yeah, but But, uh, but for
0: me. But that second half was yeah useless. Yeah, he
1: him. really fell off. Uh, for me, I've got to say Lens had the best match, but since he, t- he got taken off, I would probably go with Atiba, you. Probably. Yeah, I go with you and and say it goes to Atiba.
0: Atiba Boateng and Lens were the best players in my opinion. I... Uh,
1: uh,
0: Boateng showed some hunger and especially right after we scored that first goal. He almost that back heel. Yeah Not sure if you remember that but if that almost came off that would have been like guti level yeah. insanity, yeah. but um
1: uh, And I like that the goal was between Boateng and Atiba and their celebration. They put their fist up kind of blm uh, Shout out that was nice.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure if you noticed, but Boateng had like his undershirt You could see it through his shirt it said Black Lives Matter. He probably wanted to take it off if he scored, but.
1: but with the assist. But they still put the fist out, up, yeah, which did was not cool. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: And so, yeah. shouts to them for that. But yeah, unfortunately, it, it, it all fell apart from there.
0: Yeah, it was a disaster, for me, be Especially because it was like there was no reason
1: to lose the game. There really wasn't. It was terrible.
0: Seven corners to zero. They didn't have a corner the whole game. Basically, they only had one chance that they didn't score, or I guess two. Swan was like that first shot from distance, but the game was just thrown away.
1: And so the the saddest part for me is is this next one where we we shift to the table and to sort of analysis of the Super League in general. And I have to say that yet again, we're in fifth place. That's like the seventh episode in a row. Uh, Like I really thought this was the week we would be able to say something else. But so this week, we can officially say that we are pretty much out of contention for the title
0: yeah not nah, we just no no there's 12 points left it's to official. play for and we're, we're 13 out. points behind because yeah. we lost
1: because of the loss we are officially yeah. out it was bad enough that bashaq here won uh but with our loss we were officially out of contention um that's official
0: TravZone zone only needs one more point to be out of reach if for Trabzon us. Tribe
1: Zone loses all of their games, but only manages to draw <laughs> one. They're still in second place, even if we win out. So second place is, is basically was, yeah. out of contention. Um, third place, on the other hand, is not out of reach yet. Uh, so Sivas Sivas has fifty four points to our fifty. Galatasaray still has fifty two points to our fifty. So we can certainly pass Gladys today. We can still pass Sivas, all things considered. It'll take a lot of luck, and certainly, yeah. like even if we're still theoretically very much in the same place we were uh, in terms of the third place being our ceiling and uh, our realistic ceiling, and you know the, the dream. Certainly, what what's what hurts the most is just how much of a missed opportunity this was.
0: And now it's worth noting that Fano Batch and Alanya both won, or are now 1 and 2 points behind us. So that dropping to 7th is now a realistic possibility after, you know, we had that, we're looking to...
1: Move into 2nd. ...make
0: separation. We were talking about 2nd place!
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, dude, if we won... Yeah, I don't even want to do it. If we won, forget it. Who cares? Yeah. Um... So, where does that leave us, Evron? Uh, give us a bit of analysis about what what's happening. What do we need to happen on Thursday?
0: Yeah, so we play Custom Pasha on Thursday, which is obviously must win. I don't need to say anything else. We, we cannot afford to lose And
1: games. so, by the uh, way, we've... Thursday, July 9th, uh, Eastern Standard Time here in New York City again, or in New York State as far as Evron goes, uh, 2 p.m., another really late night for you f- folks in Turkey, 9 p.m. Um, I think we've established they're doing this to mitigate the heat of the Turkish summer. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, late night for you Turks, 8 p.m.
0: Yeah, there's Europe. games as early as tomorrow again also, though. So if you do like to watch the Turkish League, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, there's games. So
1: That's right. And we're not at a big disadvantage. Yeah. Even though we played Monday and we play again on Thursday, uh, our rival, Galatasaray plays on Wednesday. So they have the same sort of day differential so, Rest, yeah. Uh, that, that's that. Um, but so yeah, what do we want happening? So obviously we want to beat Kasim Pasha at 2 p.m. on Thursday. Uh, what 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 else? What else are we looking for?
0: Um, big day is Wednesday. Uh, Sivas hosts Malatya. Malatya is in the relegation zone, so they need to win. And then Gala visits Alanya Sport, who is just on our tail. So those are the two games we need help from. Um, and then basically next week, that's again, that's like the next two weeks are the only times we'll probably see any help is Sivaz plays Fenerbahce. Or not next week, next game day, which is Saturday. Um, so too has two hard games, Malatya, Fenerbahce, and then Gala has their last hard game versus Alanya. Um, it's worth noting that Guli got sent off, likely missed three games or more. And Sarachi is also suspended for the
1: Alanya game, so they're
0: thankfully still a mess.
1: Um, yeah, exactly. Not, not to mention all the other guys are still out. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, certainly the dream of passing today has to stay alive. It would be uh, it would be really lame to just give up on that. And, and even passing Sivas, like like you said, there's there are two definite matches where we can see them losing points. They only need to draw in those two matches. And we have the chance to pass them and i mean let's also be clear this is the turk this is the Turkish super league they could they could full full out lose through all of their matches you know like anything can happen we could lose the rest of our matches from here on out like there's really no telling what could happen uh knock on wood uh because we obviously do not want to do that but um really i mean it's it's a fascinating league as always uh the title chase has gotten a lot less fascinating, if we're going to be realistic. It's now fully between here and Trabzon, just two teams. But that, that's a good little race, two-point difference between them. Uh, the, the race for Europe between Sivas, Galatasaray, Besiktas, Fener and Alanyaspor, there's uh, six points separating all of those teams. So, so that's very exciting. And obviously, the, the table at the bottom for relegation, uh, Ankara Gudru is looking like they're going down. But Rize, Yeni Malacca, Konya, Kayseri Denizli Gensler like uh, uh, there's still a lot of action for rather they're all through three points. Yeah, so I mean stay woke by which I mean awake uh, (laughs) And like watch those matches because there's a lot to pay attention to Um,
0: It's worth noting custom bus on a uh, multi-game on Bean Street seven eight games they have not lost Dating back to February 17th oh,
1: and and we just had Kai City um, also on a good form but they
0: are now yeah they're now free of relegation zone by like quite a margin 7 points which might not seem a lot, but it is
1: yeah i didn't even mention them in the because yeah they're yeah. really pretty safe
0: um they kind of look clear um hopefully uh hopefully they let us win and hopefully Quaresma doesn't play so uh,
1: one yeah, <laughs> too you much. hope you hope that uh i mean i bet he he doesn't he doesn't want to do that uh, now one more point of order Evron I, I hand it to you again tell us what on earth the TFF is trying to pull with foreign players yeah
0: it's not official but we've been hearing this in our in their rumblings
1: now I mean this is significantly worse than now. what we'd heard last time
0: yeah it's, it's kind of like a, a just a rewind to what we used to hear Um this is what's been proposed. Um, so it's not passed yet, but for next season to only allow 12 foreigners in the club with eight on the field. And then the season afterwards, 21, 22, uh, to have only 10 foreigners in the club, seven on the field. And the following season, 2022, 2023, only eight foreigners in the club, which is kind of what we used to be on with six on the field. Um, basically this is, this is stupid. Uh, I don't know who's making these propositions, why this is happening, who has money to make from this, but it's it's proven to be bad um, in any way. It's bad for the clubs, bad for the players, bad for the national team, bad for the finances. Um, I don't understand why this keeps happening, but hopefully someone gets sense and this does not happen. If it does, It'll be some tough times.
1: You know what ahead. really sucks, and I'll just—I'm going to make this real brief. We don't want to talk a lot about this because I feel like we could have a whole. We probably will do a whole episode on this in the offseason. when we're looking for things to talk about. This news item will probably pop up again, and we can pop off, as they say. But one thing I really do think sucks is that. Um, what you have to see is that, generally speaking, the level of Turkish football is at its highest ever uh and it's hard to believe because the 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 clubs the the elite clubs in turkey are at their lowest point ever possibly but with that said the rest of the league is at its highest point and you can see how interesting and fun and competitive the turkish super league has gotten with this influx of uh foreign talent raising the stakes putting the you know making the turkish talent play harder for their position and then the quality of Turkish players has increased, as we see with the Turkish national side, uh, with Turkish players playing in all the the good leagues around Europe now. Um, Everything about Turkish football is in a very good place, except for the large clubs, which are flailing 100% because of terrible ownership and management in that sort of 90s, 2000s era where things got a little heated and people just started throwing money around like idiots. And short of that, if if those bungling morons had not destroyed the three famed clubs of Turkey, financially and and, and sort of spiritually even, Turkish football would be be soaring right now. Um,
0: Yeah, it's also fair to say that the clubs haven't done enough to like stop the, the downward slide, they just kind of like slowed it down for times, but uh, or at times. But I think definitely, like, Fanar and Gala and have been guilty of betting on winning well, to and, fix but even the problems that, which like, is it, not. It, it was
1: all started on it. that foundation of not even betting anything. I'm just spending, like, like yielded him Demi and as yeah. yielded him. Uh, the who's the Galatas of that guy?
0: Um, but if, yeah, if you look back at those old transfers, I think we were spending eight million on Tabata. Right, that um, era
1: when um, we, were known,
0: no, we were known, to spent like twelve million exactly. on Musa, fifteen million on Guiza. Exactly. Those are exactly. large. Sums. Wasting
1: man like, like Aragonas. Hey, but like what? Yeah. What's sort of amazing about that era is that that was when we were the the kind of like China or Arabia, you know, where we were gonna like bring in all the old guys and drop to overpay. And we got that reputation. But that comes came with a price. And the price of that was the financial ruin of our big three clubs. And uh, the price of that, because people see the big three clubs flailing, the, the assumption is that Turkish football is struggling. Whereas it's very much the opposite. We have major TV contracts that, you know, Turkish football is now aired all around the world in a manner that it never was before. Uh, it's gaining exposure around the world and developing talent. And
0: our national team might not suck anymore. Then so. That's
1: <laughs> the main thing, is that the national team has turned into a formidable side, finally. Kind of even consistently.
0: Yeah, there's actually talent, which is weird. Um, and it's not all jerk.
1: Right, and either. that's the thing. When when, when you put a price, a price on your position on a squad, and it can be taken by anyone. Um, look, I'm not... Politically speaking, I'm not—I'm not, I'm not like a big free market, hoarder guy. Like, I, that's not my style. But in football, it, it, I mean, it's sports. Like, it's not the, the 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 stakes are not as high as like the real world. And I think it's in a yeah, vacuum. I think the, you've uh... got to operate with the idea that like. More competition from places is inherently good because sports is inherently a competitive enterprise. There's no need for cooperation between clubs. There isn't no, like that's not how it works.
0: Yeah, there's more room for a utopic um pure incentive driven type like uh government schemes in soccer and exactly, football um that will work because no one's gonna starve to death there's no
1: stake there's no there's no logic for a stakeholder it's (laughs) fully a share like you're just looking out for yourself period your your goal is to win uh and you don't have you can be cutthroat without it you're not like killing people and destroying the world in the process so with that logic in place go out there and win you know what i'm saying like what are we doing limiting ourselves in the the, the 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 quality that will be available to the to the country
0: yeah it just inflates the prices of turkish players uh, I mean, we're gonna have to yeah um, you know, that's why i think right before the foreign deals play like players like tarik like chumdal were going for like five million mehmet topu um, like he was he's useless yeah mehmet topu was going for like eight million i don't know how much we were going to pay but, like 14 or something just inflated yeah, the, yeah so it's not good um, in any shape for the national team, for the clubs, for the players. It's just yeah. not good. Um, and Turkish players are not to be stereotypical, but aren't known for, you know, taking the, being really inspired and not being lazy and working hard as we see with like Ozan Tufan and Given Yalcin. I don't think we want them to have guaranteed playing time. Um, those type
1: no of one should, honestly. No um, one should, but certainly, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah no you're, i mean it's it's a terrible formula for disaster which we've seen born out before it's like we're i don't know the, the definition of insanity the classic definition of insanity is uh to to do the same thing over and over again um even though you know it failed every single time or you know to keep making the same mistake essentially and that's what we're doing we're, we're being classically insane so Congratulations to the TFF in that regard. Uh, hopefully, it does not happen, but I somehow see it happening. But anyway, more to come on that in the offseason when we have nothing else to talk about. For now, let's sign out because we have a lot to talk about going forward. And uh, we've already done too much talking about what, whatever we've had to say here. So, close us out, everyone. Say, say your last piece to these folks.
0: Um... I pray Lyitch comes back because he's our best player. I think I've always done, stood by that. And uh, if Lyitch is not back, uh, Boatang should be playing because we need A10. Um, we Three defensive mids doesn't need to happen anymore. Um, that's really about it. Yeah,
1: agreed. Um, theoretically, he'll be questionable for Yeni Malachi. Realistically, probably be questionable against Fener, but we really need him against Fener. Uh, but yeah, I will say follow the mothership at Tosh underscore I-N-T on Twitter uh, to get all the latest news. Our goons are working around the clock to keep you guys informed about everything. All the latest transfer news and everything else regarding, I mean, everything. Um, there's, There's so much going on right now in the league and with the club. Follow this podcast at Eagles underscore podcast. We are branching out and retweeting people who can communicate with us and writing comments and you know everyone and i are all over it so stay 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 on there stay in touch uh follow evron at fan of bjk follow myself at sir underscore rights underscore a lot follow at akrab jk <clears throat> um we'll be we'll be in touch with you guys about Mohammed aminu and everything there is to say about the raffle uh every time you spend ten dollars on the academy in Accra, ghana we, we will give you a ticket and you can get a el neni jersey uh at the end of the whole thing Match worn, Uh match worn el neni shirt no less uh again i'll give you more info on the next podcast because we're gonna have a lot less to talk about uh but I do, of course, have one final thing to say, which is very important. And I really can't go an episode without it. Go Magic Taps!